Hey guys, it's Wednesday, August 16th, 2017, and you're listening to the Salvage Title Podcast. Uh, I'm Brad Isalike, and I'm continuing my weekly endeavor to do a podcast every day. Uh, well, maybe not so much. Um, yesterday, Tuesday, kind of got out of my hands, so today we're going to go for one, maybe even two to make up the difference. Uh, but first up is going to be the podcast about the potential merger of Fiat Chrysler Automotive with a Chinese suitor. That, some of my thoughts coming up next. So, Fiat Chrysler Automotive, FCA uh, for short, uh, the merger of the Fiat Automobile Group uh, from Italy with Chrysler here in the U.S. following their uh, bankruptcy at the hands of, uh, well, the financial crisis, uh, the management under Cerberus, and the previous ownership of Mercedes-Benz. Fiat Chrysler Automotive is a bit of a polarizing company. Uh, for a lot of folks. Uh, Fiat Chrysler kind of bands together uh, a couple of strange groups of vehicles. Yeah, on the one hand, you've got big, luxury, amazing technology companies like Ferrari and Maserati and Alfa Romeo on the top end, and on the bottom end, you've got Dodge, Jeep, Ram, uh, you know, Fiat even themselves, uh, kind of straggling behind for the company. So Ferrari was spun off uh, not too long ago to, in an IPO. It's still operated by FCA, but it's not owned completely by FCA anymore. It's kind of a weird relationship that they have, but they kind of have a controlling stake in Maserati as well. It's it's a big mess at FCA. So keeping up with the news here in the U.S. over the past year, FCA has made the move to do primarily crossovers and invest lots of money in crossovers because that's where they seem to think that the market is going. And that's where Sergio Marchionne, the CEO of FCA, uh, seems to think is the smart strategy. And this guy, you know, he's done some great stuff with Fiat. He's really turned it around in the past decade or so that he's been there. He's done some really smart investments with the company overall and engine technology and design and overall functionality, but the truth still remains. Fiat itself, with Fiat, Alfa Romeo, uh, you know, Maserati and Ferrari, generally speaking, they're expensive, they're difficult to maintain, they're expensive to own, and you get depreciation rates that drop like a rock. Ferrari, obviously a little bit of an exception to that, but everything else, dear God, you buy one and you drive it off the lot and you're looking at, you know, near enough 50% depreciation within like two years. It's unreal how bad things are. So they buy Chrysler a brand that's struggled repeatedly over the past two decades here in the U.S. with making cars that are A, reliable, B, good-looking, and C, hold their value, especially compared to Japanese and even other American automakers. And, you know, I mean, overall, it's been a good merger. We've gotten a lot of really good products. Chrysler has really jumped up their game, especially with the Ram trucks, with Jeep, and with some of their products in their portfolios, some of the other things. I think Dodge has really been the one who's kind of received a lot of goodwill with their Hellcat efforts. Uh, But overall, uh, things just haven't hit the mark, you know. They had the disastrous launch of the Dodge Dart a few years ago, which was based on an Alfa Romeo platform that still drove terribly, uh, was too heavy, didn't get the fuel economy, and had reliability and uh, resale values that just, just were just unbelievably bad. And then you had the Chrysler 200, which was based on the same platform, launched with near enough the same powertrains and then added a V6, and offered all-wheel drive. Yes, it was a very good-looking car. Yes, they were made 
seemingly fairly well, uh, but that card didn't last long either, and both cards have really eaten up a lot of money for Chrysler. So now they're standing on their hip, or standing there with their hands on their hips. Sergio keeps saying over and over and over, we need money. We need consolidation in the marketplace. We need to look at merging with someone. And so they've looked at merging with Volkswagen, and Volkswagen told them to bugger off pretty quickly. They've looked at merging with GM, and when Mary Bear uh, came in uh, a little over a year ago, she also told them to bug off. So it's one of those things where... What What is Fiat trying to get to? I mean, are they that desperate for money? Are things really that bad? It's really hard to tell. So with the news that broke today that they might be looking to merge with a Chinese automaker, it really didn't come as much of a surprise. So, is it going to be a good thing? Is it going to be a bad thing? More of that coming up next. So today on Wednesday, uh, news broke after the initial story had uh, signed off on Monday that Geely, uh, the big automotive group in China, uh, is saying that they're not interested in the deal. Um, Geely, if you don't know, uh, runs one of the bigger automotive companies in China um, that's not a Western brand. Uh, Geely has done a lot of interesting things by, you know, they arguably did copy some vehicles ahead of time, but they've done some interesting engineering. But the smart move that they made a few years ago was buying Volvo from Ford when Ford was consolidating their brands and getting rid of things. So by buying Volvo, Julie was able to adapt their own, uh, adapt Volvo's technology into their brand. And as such, they were also able to pump large amounts of money into the Volvo brand. And now Volvo, or excuse me, Volvo is a tech leading company in the automotive segment uh, with a lot of engineering excellence, manufacturing excellence, and, you know, having unlimited cash to do what you want does a surprising thing. It makes great cars and people buy great cars. And so Geely has been kind of looking to do that kind of stuff again. So is it a surprise that Geely turned down the Fiat deal? No, I don't think so. Fiat is in too much trouble for Geely to make that a smart move. And I don't really feel like there's a lot of tech involved in that that they would be able to get from that to continue to grow. Because let's be honest with Fiat, the only real valuable brand that they have right now is Dodge. And then the Hellcat sub-brand under, uh, excuse me, the only valuable brand that they have is Jeep. And then the Hellcat sub-brand with that under Dodge, which really is just an engine. So there's not really a whole lot going on with the company outside of that. So... What other brands would look to buy it? You know, there's Great Wall, maybe. Um, I don't know if they have the kind of recognition that Geely would have coming into the U.S. You could look at somebody like BYD, which has a relationship with, uh, what's his name, the old Moneybags guy. Um, totally blanking on the rich guy's name. Anyway, big holding guy here in the U.S. He uh, owns a portion of BYD. That would be something that I could see happening. But as far as, like, other Chinese brands go, uh, you know, the Nanjing Automotive Group is partnered with GM. Ford has their own operations there. Volkswagen has their own, has their own operations there. Uh, I would be interested to see what the list is. And the list, unfortunately, is locked behind a payroll with uh, Automotive News. But uh, overall, you know, we're looking at Fiat going, no, where's our partner? Where's the partner? And really, the crux of the issue is how much money are they going to get? Because I think a lot of people would not be happy with the thought of an American brand like Jeep owned by a Chinese company, just the same that I don't think a lot of people would be super comfortable with Ferrari being owned by a Chinese company. And, you know, that's part of the deal. So, I mean, Fiat's sitting here screaming for cash, and if nobody wants to invest, especially big companies like Geely, I think the writing is kind of going to have to be on the wall at some point. 
Um, I know that uh, Fiat has discussed before that they want to sell off the Jeep brand and potentially the Ram brand uh, to get some more cash into the mix, and they want to keep Dodge and Chrysler, which seems idiotic. But, uh, hmm, yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting thing, you know, and there's a lot of think pieces now as to whether or not it's going to be a smart thing that's ever going to be able to happen under the Trump administration. My guess is no. Um, but, uh ugh. It's a mess. It's a big mess. They need money. They need cash now. But you know what? It seems weird to say that they need cash now when, you know, they've got a great team of engineers that can do wonderful things. It's just a matter of them spending the money, engineering a good car, packaging the car correctly, and then selling it. And they're just not willing to put in the work. They want to take the easy way out, just like everybody else has with Chrysler. And in the end, it's just going to blow up in the face of hundreds of thousands of people Beyond the corporate people, it's going to be the workers, it's going to be, you know, the auto unions that are going to have to pay up. And, you know, once again, Chrysler's going to be on the brink of bankruptcy, and they might not make it back this time. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think Chrysler should sell out to a Chinese manufacturer if the deal goes live? Do you think the federal government's going to allow a Chinese manufacturer to purchase Chrysler? Um, Do you think buyers would still return to Chrysler and uh, buy their vehicles if they are purchased by a Chinese brand. You know, it's a tough call. And, you know, simply speaking of it in political terms and geopolitical terms really does a disservice to the situation. Um, You know, China has money. Fiat Chrysler does not. If the person with money wants to buy the other company to make more money, uh, that is probably a more capitalist thing than most ways that uh, people decide to do this kind of stuff. I mean, look at how good the Volvo deal worked out. You know, if it could be a similar kind of thing, you know, we could have Fiat Chrysler making some really impressive products within a short amount of time. But on the flip side, they don't really have the money, and they are certainly not making the products that people want, aside from Jeeps and Ram pickup trucks. Uh, You know, and I I mean, I hate to go back to it. I, I Actually, no, I will go back to it. Fiat Chrysler needs to invest the money in smart products, not look for a buyout. And until they decide to make smart decisions with their product development, they're not going to get the kind of stuff that they want going forward. They're not going to get the sales that they want going forward. And they're just not going to be a successful company. And that's just the way it is. And, you know, I've been hard on Fiat Chrysler many times online. And one of my most uh, read pieces that I wrote for Autoblog a while ago was about the new Jeep Compass and what they need to do to make it a good product. And, you know, part of what they did turned out to be what I wrote But still, they cut a lot of corners on the product, and I'm willing to bet it's not going to sell as well as what they want it to. Um, You know, it really comes down to packaging on their cars and trucks, and they just, they throw 14 different trim levels on a car. They tie up options that people want into stupid packages that cost a bazillion dollars, and then that's how they make their money. Or they put an advertised price on it, on the car, and say, you know, it's, oh, it's $179 a month uh, for three years. And then you go in and you find out about the lease deals, and you got to put $4,000 down, and you can only drive 10,000 miles a year. 
and you know when you have that big of a down payment required on a vehicle to have something like that it goes to show how bad the resale values are expected to be and people get gypped and you know if people aren't going to keep returning to your brand if they're going to buy a car that at least in many cases of the current chrysler lineup uh they have a powertrain that just doesn't work their 2.4 liter engine is underpowered for the size the nine speed automatic is terrible they've tried to re-engineer it a bunch of times but they won't do the right thing spend the money and get a different transmission and make a better car and until they do that you know maybe they don't even deserve to be bought out and i think that's really kind of where we got to come to is fiat chrysler you know what if you want to sell out to the chinese to the russians to the indians to the australians to the french i don't care that's your own prerogative if you're going to make good cars you make good cars i don't care where the car comes from but uh until you do that you know let the market win, and if the market is determining that you're not doing a good job, then maybe you need to consider doing a better job or going out of business. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Um, uh, you know, I owe you another podcast perhaps today. Uh, we'll see maybe on the drive to work. Uh, until then, guys, I will see you next time. Have a good day.